they saw him in Walmart with a name tag on. Because really, rightfully, he can do just about anything to us and still be holy and just. Amen. Amen. But instead, he says, uh, he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So let's get off the sin and talk about the blessings. How are you going to reap bountiful blessings from God? You're going to sow bountiful blessings. In other words, if you, want to, if you want God to bless you, one of the best ways to get God to bless you is you be a blessing to somebody else. Even when it costs you. Costs you time, costs you money, costs you a little self-esteem maybe. Cost you some pride, maybe. But if you'll be a blessing to other people around you in your life, God will send people into your life who will sow bountiful blessings in your life to reward you for sowing blessings in other people's lives. Lives. That's one of the simplest law of harvest principles in the Christian's life. And yet we meet so many Christian people in so many places who are so full of themselves. You've got to wonder how they got that way. Going to church all the time. <clears throat> they learned it somewhere. Their parents, fellow church members, God forbid, maybe even their pastor. To be honest with you, I kind of dread going to certain places, you know, because I know the pastor's full of himself. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have three or four days in this guy. But I go try to be a blessing to the church because I figure they need one. Yeah. Amen. They need a blessing. If they have to sit and listen to this egomaniac every Sunday. But if you will sow bountiful blessings to others by dying to yourself, one of the verses. It's posted on the wall over there in IBL this week. He must increase. I must decrease. 
That's what it takes to sow bountiful blessings in the lives of other people. It has to come to where it's not about you. It's about them. That, that doesn't just happen. Dare I say it takes some prayer, faith, and work to do that. Especially if it's somebody you don't enjoy being around. Is it okay if I say there's some people you enjoy being around and there's some people you really don't enjoy being around? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I sure hope that's fair to say. <laughs> hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> but even when I'm around people that I don't enjoy being around, you know, if, if they'll just be quiet for 10 seconds, I'll try to think of something that might be a blessing to them. Some of them, won't, that some of them are not going to be quiet for three seconds. They're just going to keep the chatter rolling. Because it's all about them. They don't, they don't care what you're, I've got to say. They just care that you will listen to what they have to say. So if you will sow bountiful blessings in the lives of others, God will send people into your life who will sow bountiful blessings to your life. And how do you sow blessings in other people's lives? Well, you can start by just being kind. Kindness goes a long way everywhere. Now the world has a pseudo-kindness Faux kindness, fake kindness, uh, that they pride themselves in. It's not even real, but it's just a habit they have of being kind to people with their words. And quickly jumping on somebody that's not being kind. And they're with their kindness right out the window. Because they're going to straighten you out for not being kind. You can be kind to people, even when they don't deserve it. I think it's a good idea for every Christian to be kind at every checkout counter in every store that you go to. Just be kind to them. Man. I don't even know if this is the right approach, so I'm not recommending this, but somebody in front of me would be rude to somebody at the checkout, you know, Walmart or AutoZone or wherever I might happen to be. Usually it's Walmart. AutoZone guys can fend for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those poor youngsters at Walmart, people chew them out and, and they're expected to just take it. And if that happens to them and I'm behind them and I'm next, I say, hey, I think you did a great job. Don't pay any attention to that nothing. Amen. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just having a bad day, and they're going to blame you for it. You didn't do anything. So I said, cheer up. It's going to be all right. Check me out. Take an extra five bucks if you want to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> be kind. I got a haircut today. 
And the girl, was, she was kind of struggling with a couple things. And, uh, so I gave her a real nice tip. I said, that, that's a great job. You did a great job. I hope she did not. So. <laughs> she just looked like she needed somebody to be kind to. Merciful, treating people better than they deserve to be. I'm talking about sowing blessings in the lives of other people. So God will send some people into your life that will be a blessing to you. When I say somebody that's been a blessing to you, does anybody come to your mind when I say that? Somebody that you can just think. God help you if you can't think of anybody right now. Because I could give you a long list. Sow some forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Somebody does you wrong and they're genuinely sorry that they did. Uh, you know the psychologists teach nowadays that you just forgive everybody and move on. But Jesus said, if they repent, forgive them. <laughs> so, if they do me wrong and they don't repent, I just go ahead and move on anyway. I just move on. I don't hold it against them. I don't hold a grudge. I don't look for an opportunity to get them back. I just move on. Maybe that doesn't work for everybody. Maybe there are some people in the world who just need to just do a kind of a blanket forgiveness of everybody that's ever done them wrong so they can forget it and move on. Maybe that works for some people. If that works for you, help yourself. But for me, they're going to have to repent. At least say, my bad. Something. Something. Or I'm going to move on, but I'm not going to move in the direction they're moving. You do it your way. I'm going to do it mine. That's just me. Be helpful. <clears throat> Be joyful. Have peace in your heart. Peace in your home. Peace in your life. It is a lot better than drama, contention, and confusion. Just have peace. You say, how do you have peace? Well, only by pride cometh contention. If there's contention in your home, somebody's being proud. Right. Somebody's full of themselves. Only by pride cometh contention. there's a family and their children always have drama going on. Always. No matter what any one of them does, at least two or three of their siblings are going to jump on them for doing it. No matter what they do. Even if they're trying to do a good thing. It's, they just enjoy the drama. I don't get it. I think you got to be twisted off a little bit 
to enjoy contention and drama and chewing people out for everything they think, say, or do. Really? Who made you the moral captain of your family? That's your dad. And even then, there's a better way to deal with that kind of stuff. And I was in a family like that, I would move. Oh yeah? I'm not having that every day. Life is too short, life is too complicated to get chewed out for everything you think, say, or do from your family. I'm not having church. I see somebody chewing somebody out in the church. I'm fixing to go over there and say, hey, what's going on? What we got going here? Well, they said, they said, he said, she said, he said. I said, go out to the parking lot and discuss this. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I may go with them. No, we're not going to have a bunch of confusion in the church. That's why certain people show up. I tell the guys, call 911, let the police deal with them. We're not going to have a bunch of drama. Right. So, when it comes to the blessings of God, so bountiful blessings, so you can reap bountiful blessings, and you can have kindness, forgiveness, joyfulness, peacefulness instead of selfishness. And drama. You know that term drama queens is fairly common nowadays. The only thing worse than a drama queen is a drama king who thinks he's a queen. <laughs> he's acting like a drama queen. So how much do you want to read when it comes to blessings? The more you sow, the more you're going to read. There's no limit. There's no limit to how many blessings God can pour out on you if you will just pour out blessings on everybody in your life to the best of your ability. Some people get mad at you even when you try to be a blessing. Brother Wood used to say some guy would put out letters all over America about him, you know, God never called him to preach and he's not qualified and all kinds of stuff. And Brother Wood would just always say, I must have tried to help him back down the road somewhere. <laughs> I must have tried to be a blessing to him. Because there will be some that will throw, you try, throw it right back in your face when you try to be a blessing to him. So don't let that discourage you either. That just goes with the territory. It's just going to happen. I got a five-page letter last week. Somebody about how bad I mistreated. Yeah. Let's see. He got out of prison and I helped him get his first job. 
And then somehow he lost that job, got another job. And then they started trying to get him to do something illegal. He came to me and said, what do I do? I said, you need to quit that job or you're going to be back to join. And I told him what to do and he did it. And he started making lots of money. But now I'm the bad guy. I still haven't figured out. I asked him, point blank, what is it I did to you? You know what you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Never do. I read the letter about five times. I still didn't even figure out what he was talking about in the letter. I have no idea what he was talking about. So, I just moved on. Try to be a blessing. Some people won't let you, but don't let that stop you from trying to be a blessing. Keep being a blessing. How much you want to reap when it comes to souls? You know, Brother Bill Eubanks helped us to hand out more tracks. Yeah. We're right. handing out more tracks than we've ever handed out since Butch Cox was handing out tracks. And, uh, I mean, well, we're buying tracks, we're handing out tracks, we're getting free tracks, we're, uh, I met a guy that's, that's shipping us thousands of tracks for Brother Martin Rivera to use in the veterans. Gift bags. He had a 48-page booklet about a soldier <laughs> killed in action and that his dad wrote about his son. I, I couldn't put the thing down. I was riveted to that story. And it was just basically ready to die. This young man was saved. He got in a bad battle. He was a man in the machine gun on the top of a jeep, so he was the bullet magnet. And after they hit him a couple of times, he still was firing away at them. And they had the enemy on all sides. They didn't even know which way to try to go. They were still trying to go. But they killed this young man. I was riveted to that story sacrifice he made for his buddies to get them out of there. And he got them out of there. They were vastly outnumbered. So you might want to get one of those from Brother Martin. I, mean, I, I think it's a good read. And I think those veterans are going to enjoy getting them in gift bags. And the guy I got them from said, you just tell me how many you need. We'll ship them to you. Now we're still talking about we've done a lot of sowing. Guess what? We're doing a lot of reaping now. Yeah. I don't have much those booklets cost, but I'm sure they're more than a chick track because it's a yeah. five by seven, 48 page booklet. Right. Color on good paper. <clears throat> so brother, you guys helped us to get going on that. How much, how much do we want to reap? Let me ask you this. Is it possible to reap too much? 
much as we can. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. So, Brother Eubanks, when he went to Africa, which is, you know, where he died from COVID, he had asked Brother Brian Green to try to keep that ministry going if something happened to him in Africa. And sure enough, he got COVID and died over there. They buried him over there. Well, they cremated him in Africa. And uh, Brother Brian is trying to keep that going. I think he went to Denver. I think he's in Denver tonight, if I'm not mistaken, to talk to somebody about Seed for the Cities. And uh, I believe we have the potential of doing for some other churches now what Brother Eubanks did for us. Get them fired up about handing out gospel tracts. Because we've got a group of guys now that are get, getting great training, going to the zoo, handing out tracts, getting the job done. Can you imagine going to some church that's never handed out a tract? Amen. Since their church has been in existence. Yeah. And let them see three or four guys go out there and have fun handing out tracts yeah. and preaching on the street. Yeah. When they've just been scared to death, break somebody's going to laugh at them or make fun of them. That just fires us up when they yeah. laugh at us and make fun of us. Amen. <laughs> you know you got a greenhorn track hander outer when it embarrasses them. When somebody makes fun of them. We expect it. We almost look forward to it. Almost. But wouldn't it be something if God put his hand on that effort? Yeah. And we got to make a difference in 50 churches. Or 100 churches. Or 500 churches. Get them to hand out more tracts. How much do we want to reap? I want a big harvest. On the tracks. Brother Martin, Veterans for Christ, and G.I.'s friend, Brother Mike Saunders, laid the groundwork, got the thing going, got the bus, got some open doors across the country. You know, Brother Martin is really taking it to the next level. He really is. He had never done this before other than just a few times riding along with Brother Mike and getting abused. <laughs> and I say that respectfully. <laughs> hey, Martin, bring me this. Bring me that. Go do this. Go do that. You know? Hey, that's how you learn. You know? And Brother Martin... Took it, did it with a good attitude. He'd have to take a break once in a while and get his sanity back. But now he's probably passing out four or five times as many gift bags as Brother Mike ever did. He's visiting every VFW hall that he can find in the state of Texas. Handing out those gift he got on a military base. I don't think Brother Mike ever got on a military base. I said, how did you get in there? He said, I just drove up to the guard station. Nobody was in the guard station, so I just drove on in. <laughs> <laughs> now, that sounds like something Brother Mike would do. Oh, yeah. So he probably learned that from traveling around with Brother Mike some. He, Brother 
Brother Mike would just make himself at home in places that you're not even supposed to make yourself at home. But he'd just, when they'd say, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I just came here. He'd big smile, Brother Mike. He'd start telling us a story about an alligator chewing his leg off. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, they just listened to his stories. They said, why are you here? Oh, I got some gift bags here. I wonder if I could come in here and hand them out. They're free. Well, what's in the gift bag? He'd tell them. Yeah, come on in. Bring them in. Bring them in. Well, Martin did that at Camp Swift. I never even heard of Camp Swift. Been in Texas all my life. He found Camp Swift and handed out all the gift bags he had in there. The guy asked him when he got in there, one of the officers said, Now, what are you doing here? I just came in here to hand out some free gift bags for a GI's friend. He said, how did you get in here? He said, drove in. Well, what'd they say at the guard station? He said, there wasn't anybody at the guard station. <laughs> he said, somebody's fixing to be in trouble. There's <laughs> always supposed to be somebody at the guard station. I'm saying he's taking it to the next level. Yep. He is getting the job done. How much do we want to read? Three big harvest among the military. Here's what I really believe. Someday, somebody's going to come to this church and they've got born again. And they're going to say, you know, I got one of those gift bags. And some guy in a bus, flags painted on it, military insignias painted on it. I don't remember the guy's name, but I got this little gift bag. It had this material in it, and I read it, and I got saved, and I'm looking for a good church. <laughs> and I remember him saying something about Shady Acre Baptist Church in Houston. I expect that to happen. I don't know how long it will be. But whatsoever man mm -hmm. sows, that shall he also reap. That street ministry at the zoo just keeps growing. Started out with a handful of guys. Now there's 70 people going. And lots of singing taking place. And everybody's having a good time. There's nothing better than serving God and rescuing the perishing and having a good time while you're doing it. Yeah. Instead of it being some boring duty that you dread. Thank God for people who are excited about yeah. sowing. And looking forward to the harvest. And really, God is giving our church right now a nationwide ministry. Brother Brad travels, preaches in places I've never been. Brother Brian is somewhere tonight. Probably I've never been. I'll be leaving after the service tonight. You remember Brother Holton and Brother Hudson? We left one year ago tonight to go to Kentucky. Well, we're going to do it again tonight. By probably 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, we'll be in Kentucky checking into the hotel. And I'll be preaching tomorrow night. Lord willing. I'm talking about God's letting us go all over yeah. America. Yeah. The Doucettes are covering a whole bunch of churches that none of us have ever been in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're meeting pastors. They're getting to sing to people. 
Brother Gary Lutrix. I mean, he, he goes to Maine, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware. I never go to any of those places. And I keep trying to say, what's wrong with this picture? Die Hard Yankees and Gary Lutrix. <laughs> <laughs> that is comical, isn't it? That is comical. And you know what? Every time he goes into one of those churches, they want him to come back. You know why they want him to come back? When he shows up, guess who else shows up? Right. The Holy yep. Ghost shows up. And they recognize that they get something in their church when he shows up that they don't get when other preachers show up. These other preachers may have more brilliant outlines and more pizzazz intellectually, but they don't have the Holy Ghost like he has. You don't have to have all that other stuff. Just perfect. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you better get all the other stuff. You're going to need it. I'm talking about God's blessing our church. And then, and then to top that, here's the whipped cream on the dessert. We got preacher Dan Meadows over there laid up doing nothing but praying for us. Every day he wakes up in the morning, he reads his Bible, and he fellowships with God. And after he's wept in the presence of God for a while, he prays for us, the church. Glory to God. What a winning combination that is. He feels like he's doing nothing over there. Hey, we'd all be doing nothing probably if we didn't have him praying for us. Yeah. Because we'd be too busy doing stuff to pray. But he's over there praying. He's probably praying. He may even be listening and watching right now that he's praying right now. And quite often he'll send me a text. I'm in my vehicle heading home. Ah, oh, that's just like the old days in the Bible, isn't it? I, I just am amazed how God just kind of keeps speaking to people's hearts. He just keeps speaking to people's hearts. I, I preached at uh, IBL last night. And the Lord was good to us. He met with us. Had a huge crowd. Went back this morning and just preached to the pastors this morning. Just to the pastors. Wasn't that many in there, but I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost was in there. It didn't matter who else was in there. Yeah. He, he met with us, didn't he? Yes, sir. Because I just out in left field somewhere. I mean, he was right there. Amen. Two of those pastors came to me, knelt down at the end of the pew when it was over, and said, Pastor, I need you. Told me what was kind of going on with them. And I prayed for them and felt them shaking and sobbing and weeping because the Holy Ghost showed up. And a little class, pretty much of Spanish speaking pastors, 
Did it come from Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, South America? Being in that missions conference. And the Lord let Shady Acres be a blessing to him. What a harvest. What a harvest. It doesn't, it doesn't swell us up with pride, it humbles us. That God will do that. We not only have preacher Dan praying for us, we got the shady ladies praying for us. <laughs> Do we have any shady ladies in here in the service tonight? Anybody? Nobody's going to admit to that. <laughs> I think it's a term of endearment. <laughs> Sister Dolores through cancer treatment. We watched him pray Frank Orozco into a new birth after 36 years of all of us guys praying for him. And shady ladies got together and started praying. Boom, we got saved. How much you want to read when it comes to souls? Missions around the world. Our first ever million dollar faith promise this year. We've given over a million before. But we never had a million dollar faith promise. I got excited about that. Brother Gary Ludwig called me when, when Brother Jim Fleur posted, you know, on their uh, email, Duke Baptist Grace email, that our faith promise was nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand three hundred and sixty-four dollars, or something like that. Brother Gary said, "Hey, look here now. I'll put in the rest of that to make it a million. <laughs> I said, "Well, good. It'll be about ninety-six hundred dollars." Huh? <laughs> 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 he said. I'll No, that was a misprint. <laughs> oh. <laughs> send us, just send us a card for $9,500 and we'll post it as a million. I never did get that card. <laughs> uh, why did I enjoy that? <laughs> That's kind of my warped sense of humor in my life. But we still got to the million. Without Brother Jerry making up the difference. We bailed him out. <laughs> and if we didn't have enough fun doing that, what about when we get 
and the saints come marching in that are part of the harvest of that million dollars. That's going to make it even better when souls are coming into the, the mansions of heaven from all over the world because people gave. That's my next and final point. How much do you want to reap when it comes to giving? We've seen God's blessings on some men in our church who have their own businesses. And our faith promise keeps growing. I only go to one church that's, that's ahead of us on faith promise. And that's Cornerstone in Carthage, Tennessee. Those people have really stepped up. And one of their men comes to me every time I go there and preach in December, their missions conference. He comes up to me and he thanks me for preaching a message on, if you know how to do something, just quit your job and start your own business. If you don't know how to do anything, just keep riding the clock. Stay where you are. But if you really know what you're doing, start your own business so you can make money. He'll thank me nearly every year for preaching that. Because he he was doing air conditioning repair. He decided to start his own business, and it just, boom, grew like crazy. It still is. We've seen God's blessings on some of our men who have their own businesses. And they give generously to missions. And we couldn't reach that million dollar goal without those who really step up. And I appreciate it. And I believe the Lord keeps blessing their businesses because of their faith and their faithfulness to give to get the gospel to the regions beyond. Also, we have many good young men who have gotten good educations and now they're getting good jobs, came through our Christian school. Some of them did. Some of them came from somewhere else. But they're in place to pick up the slack when some of these men that have been really carrying the load for the last five or ten years get to the place where they can't keep up with the same God may let him keep up. Find if he doesn't. And I'm thinking of a man who used to really step up. He got older and he had to cut back. And God gave somebody to step in there and pick up the slack. We really never missed a beat. Although if you would have told me the year before that man is not going to be able to give next year, I would have thought, oh, That's going to leave a big hole. But it didn't. Why? Because of the law of the harvest. It's not how much an individual gives. It's how much the church gives. 
If you start looking at it as individuals, you're going to lose faith. Our faith is in God. Not in a handful of individuals that God has blessed because of their generosity and their faith. And when it comes to giving, it seems like the more we give, the more the church drama decreases. Oh, I know the devil sends problems and he always will. He's just, he's just being a good devil. That's just what he does. But we've got good unity, good fellowship, we've got peace, we come to church, we sing, we give, we preach, we pray, we enjoy, God blesses, in spite of COVID and all the craziness that has come with that, God is still being good to us. And to God be yep. the glory. Amen. Why? He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. But we're reaping bountifully. Because we've been sowing bountifully. I thank you. I appreciate it. It's an honor. get to go around like the Apostle Paul did and provoke other people. Because <laughs> you're giving. Father, bless the promise. Thank you for these folks who take time to come on Tuesday night. And I pray you would give them a rich harvest for what they're sowing by even coming here. Give them something Tonight, that makes them want to sow kindness, forgiveness, charity, hope, encouragement, laughter, smiles, the truth, giving, winning souls, handing out tracts. Put a fresh spark in their hearts. Keep them going. No matter how much the world and even religion tries to throw water on their fire. Keep them fired up. Keep them going.